But we fixed the problem. We're back. We are back. Back again. And we, we this was because of an audio mishap. I was I'm just gonna say we, we started we were for like five minutes in on on your surfing topic yeah. and uh it was is super intriguing. But the problem was uh I couldn't figure out why the why the audio thing was like I'm not registering anything. So it's just it was just computer <laughs> audio speakers. I mean it would have sounded like we were talking from down a hallway. Yeah. Uh so are we starting from scratch here? Is that what's happening? We are. We're okay. starting from scratch. Yeah. Do we want to stay on the surfing topic or we want to move on? Yeah, I just need to I need to I need to talk I about my, my I gotta talk about my experience because it was uh it's been one I've been I've been in I've been in uh we don't say areas but in california for almost long enough 19 years i think and i've been in the ocean maybe 10 times because i grew up on the gulf coast and it's just where the water is warm it is beautiful and there's actually beach white sandy beaches um but white sandy beaches, but no aggressive surfing or anything like that so right so we talked about i've been doing all these things check them off my list trying to be healthy trying to get strong and one of the things on my list to do this year was to finally get out and surf because i have people in my life that are there with an extra board that will take me out if i didn't have that i probably wouldn't do it it's pretty intimidating out here you drive up the coast and you see these little patches of special surf spots oh the territorial ones right and so and i'm thinking okay I don't know if there are places you you can't surf, like legally, um, but I definitely don't want to. You can't surf on the freeway. Oh, okay. But it's not illegal. You just It's, it's super gonna... illegal to surf on the freeway. <laughs> okay. I'll have to look that one up, but um, I'll believe you. Um, <laughs> you get me off trot. Pop I can't help it. I, I, lo- <laughs> just, I just love it. Just love pushing the jabs in there. <laughs> um, it's intimidating. It's intimidating because you hear nothing about territorial. You hear nothing about the surfers if you don't know the right etiquette. Get off my wave, Brom. Get away from me. You've seen Keanu. He did all the crap back there with the point breaks. Surfing's for little rubber people who don't know how to shave yet. (laughs) Gnarly. That was his line. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember that line at all. It's either you or me out there on the board. Catch my drift? (laughs) That's right. Pappas. That's right. So anyway, I have someone who goes and she surfs and she has an extra board. All I need is a wetsuit apparently. Um, so I bit the bullet and I got one and she took me out to one of her surf spots. Yeah. And, and everybody's high-fiving her. No, it wasn't too intimidating as much as I thought. She, this one is not oversaturated with surfers, but there definitely was a little pool of them there. So we get there, we set up and mind you, you walk down this from the top where you park off the side of the, off the side of the PCA bluffs. Right. So you walk down, you carry all your stuff down, you set up a little, camp now there's no beach where we're at it's nothing but rocks probably just rocks just all from from all the way up to the top of the shore there's one little trail of sand where people sort of put their towel and stuff to leave it before they go surfing but the rest is just rocks pretty much underwater covered in slime slippery so that's what you're walking on on your way out to get right so i get those wetsuit on i got the board and she's like okay you see that guy going out there he's using his board as kind of balance to kind of get through the rocks to get to the water i'm like okay okay no problem i can i can get through that and so we do that and oh my god my feet are sliding off i'm falling over there's no waves coming up it's just water you know it's just water that's there over the rocks Super hard, took forever. Finally got out to the water, got the leash on my leg. She gave me a couple pointers on what to do to get through the surf to get out, and that was super helpful to teach me how to roll. Duck with diving, a wave. right? 
So it was like a roll upside down go. And I get out there and I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't want to be anywhere near all these other surfers, but there's so many rocks. There's really only kind of a certain area you can try and catch otherwise. <laughs> so you're screwed. I, yeah, I'm terrified. I'm happy that I'm out there and I'm finally checking off this list on my bucket list. So I get out there and the waves are no, nothing like what i've ever experienced oh it's no joke yeah <laughs> these things are they're intimidating and i'm out there and i'm determined i'm determined to i'm determined to at least try not just sit on my board which is which been fine like paddling out i kind of want it more for exercise i just want to add another physical element that's outdoorsy you and every other 40 year old who lives in california exactly. just decides hey it's time to figure out if i can surf because i'm not going to have another opportunity later that's it this is it this is the time so i get out there and i stay kind of clear of the group and i'm sitting on my board mostly kind of watching and i'm trying to paddle out with some and intentionally missing a wave right and then there's there's like we're out there for maybe two or three hours and between in the middle of that it's like the servers come in waves it's like they know <laughs> pun intended they they there was a period where it was just me and my singer out there. I was like, oh, now I don't, I'm not nervous. Now I can put the moves. Now, well, not on her, but on my board. That's yes. Right. And I got out there and I was, I was, I was going for it. Um, now, are you at all one of those fearful who thinks to themselves, because I didn't have it when I was a kid. Like I would roll out, whether it was East Coast or it was Gulf or it was Pacific. Um, but I just didn't give a shit. I just go out there. No problem. Fearless. Like you would, well, but you, you know, when you're walking, when you're walking across the sand on the way out there, or you're on your board, sometimes you'll catch something swimming by, or you'll step on something, or you'll feel something. It'll it freaks you out a little bit. Uh, are you the guy who's out there at all, feeling like um, what is swimming underneath me? You know that did not. I did not even think about that, and I didn't see anything that made me start thinking. You would about it would that. shock you if it was if it was so clear you could see through. Oh sure, you'd Absolutely. be like, oh my god. There's a entire. There is so much shit here swimming around. There me is a I'm city not... under my feet. <laughs> oh, I mean, from like little baby nurse sharks. To, right. I mean, it, it would just be, if it was super clear water like the Bahamas. Right. You'd be like, whoa. There's yeah. <laughs> what up? I don't. Uh, yeah, I'd probably think about it more if it was clear. Right. Right. Yeah. But now I'm like I'm on the course. Yeah, I didn't think about that. All I was thinking about was not dying. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm 41. I don't. I'm. I'm on. I'm in. Freaking, I'm doing it, I'm man. I'm in Malibu, and I'm out here. And it didn't even matter if I caught a wave. I got aboard. I got. I actually paddled out through the surf, and I got out there with these surfers, and I didn't look like a total moron. That was a win for me. Well, you don't know that I mean, for sure. True, if, if anyone was videotaping, I would probably yeah. be the one. Oh, that guy. He's never done this before. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it felt good. I got out there. But the waves are not like anything I, I I'd ever experienced Dude, it's, before. It's it's powerful yeah meaning when you get rolled mm. and you take a header mm. you're just feeling that board pulling on you because it's getting jostled around it's the only thing buoyant and you're just getting tossed i mean sometimes it's a you get a real lesson in nature and you're just sitting down there going when am i going to be because the waves just keep coming and when am i going to be able to get up there and breathe again without getting pounded by something i had one of those and i, I remember my, my singer was like yo you have got some balls i'm like i didn't know it was gonna be that big <laughs> like you know when you're on the board it's still building behind you i'm like oh this is gonna be a good one and then when you're finally catching it it's like way over your head and you're like and you're dropping no! in. <laughs> dropping in baby I've, I've never that's one thing i don't understand how to do yet so 
I that one kept me under as I got up above the water. And oh, I the worst is under. if you're at the at the peak, right? Like you're paddling and and you're not paddling fast enough, and you get to the peak, but for whatever reason, you just happen to catch. Like if you're not experienced enough, you just happen to have your weight shift at the the perfectly wrong moment. So <laughs> instead of letting the wave pass you by, you catch it right when it starts to crest and. Then you're basically just getting thrown six feet yes. into the air. Yes. And then you're just eating. That that was this wave. <laughs> eating board. <laughs> I didn't get the board in the face. And you just smashed down. That was the other tip I got. As soon as you get thrown from the board, you put your arms up over your head and you hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I don't know. I don't. Is it all rocks under on the ground underneath the water? Well, I didn't feel any when I was out there. I mean, it was all over my head. I mean, it was. I couldn't touch the ground, so I didn't feel any rocks when I was out there okay. surfing. So I wasn't. But I could see where they were, and I keep getting drifting closer and closer to this area where it's like, if you drop in here, you're you're, you're done. done. You're it's done. Over. I did. There's one. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty, but it wasn't a bad wave. And I got. I barely. I didn't pop up. I popped up as high as to my knee until I was moving. And I felt sturdy, and then I stood up and rode it out. I was like, okay. So now that you've had this experience, with the one time you've gone out. The one time. Yeah, you're going to do it more, I'm sure. And you do realize, you know, I've I've got boards. I'm by the beach. You you could, this was if this was your dream, you, you're, you're literally right here. You're right. Like, so you you're can right. do it any time you want. And Manhattan or wherever. Porto listen. is where you would go. Oh, Okay. And they've got par- metered parking down there. And they actually have sand. It's not like oh, rocks it's sand. and scary. You walk out. It's it's amazing. That's what I need. It's where I really learned. And it's uh, if you get out there early enough and it's glassy, hell, you might even get me out there. But it's like you it's just, just something. It's right do. over by that Chevron. Um, but you go down. It's where they it's where they shot a lot of Point Break. Oh, and they really? shoot, yeah, they shoot a lot of stuff there. But it's uh it's perfect. There's and there's a lot of servers. There's a lot of beginners. There's a lot of pros. Okay. But you get to meet, you know, people sitting out there, you know, chilling, whatever. And it's flat. That's what's good. If you because you're driving down and it's, right. then it's flat all the way out. But it's it's a, uh, it's probably not as intimidating as where you went before. Right. And I, it's it's a great place to go. And you might be better. I mean, I've got a big uh, wave storm casco. I think I saw it. Sweetheart mm-hmm. foam board. That's a basically you're basically riding up here. It's a big foam board. It's what all the it's what everybody learns on. That's what she gave me a foam board, a foam long board mm-hmm. to work on. And that's a good one to get. I mean, it's harder to get out because it's so buoyant and there's so uh, much of it. That's why. But um, <laughs> it was, it, as much working out as I've been doing this year, I could not believe how tough oh, yeah, it was to paddle out. It's one step. You feel like for one step forward, the waves push you three steps back. Right. So you just sometimes. Uh, when I was out there, if, if you don't get the hang of it, if or if you're just kind of starting out, or you're not a strong swimmer, right? It's kind of like, um, man, I, I, it'll be easier for me to get out here if I just swim and drag this thing behind me, right? You know what I mean, right? Then it would be to try and swim out on top of the board and just use my hands to paddle because I'll I'll spend more time paddling out than I will trying to catch waves, right? And that's why. Most of the time, you you know, you'll see people paddle out and just kind of sit out there, waiting for the perfect wave. Right. Mainly because they don't want to have to paddle back out again. <laughs> right. They want to take the right wave. They don't want right. to waste their efforts getting out there. So I actually, I was out there and it was it was overwhelming. I paddled out and I finally got out to where we're all sitting on our boards waiting for waves, and I was, you know, missing some, but paddling for some and missing some, and then. 
I kind of rode away a little bit in. Then I, I went ahead and paddled in and made my way through the rocks and all the way back up to our little site to sort of regroup. <laughs> and I also just wanted to get better at just doing that. Yeah. Know, paddling out, paddling in, getting through the rocks and that kind of thing. And I get up there. There's, I mean, it's like it's like a straight line, but there are some hot girls on both sides of our camp. And in this in this. Place. And they're like, he must be cool. He surfs. Right. So that's the other thing. These girls are wearing nothing but thongs. I'm like, what beach is this? This is amazing. Oh, we went to the beach last Saturday down here. Yeah. And there were full on chicks taking their tops off. Really? It was epic. It's time. I'm going to be it's... going. I'm going to the beach now more often because there's people who are just like, eh. we, don't, we don't care. Yeah. yeah. And it's so nice. It's been the weather has been so nice and warm. But I also felt a little bit like a fraud. I'm like, okay. So, so I came in. I saw that they're there. I. You know, had something to drink, got my got my bearings, like, okay, okay, I'm not gonna let my singer down. I can't have her take me all the way out here and not even go for a wave. So I went out through the rocks and paddled out and I'm thinking that oh, these these girls that were sitting like on, on each side of Were they our feeling camp, what you were putting down? I'm like I'm like, man, they're just seeing me out here not doing a damn thing. I, I feel like such a fraud. Like I would be great if I was able to walk up there and be like, Yeah, you see me catch that wave. It's no big deal. You do it all the time. But yeah, I felt I felt a little out of my element, but really, really good that I was able to get out there, actually paddle out and wipe out, and still keep my composure and stand up at least once. I'm so, proud of you. I feel like you should just start buying lots of wardrobe and just living the lifestyle right. <laughs> and being like everybody's bra. Come into the just, office in board shorts. What's up, bra? <laughs> Totally closed out today, bro. Right. Totally, it was a crumble sesh, bro. Right. And, or just like got pitted today. It was so. Uh, it, it was straight tube this morning. It was cool, bro. Take on the whole language. Yeah, just just change everything about yourself. <laughs> Get frosted. Kind of like the guy who buys a Porsche <laughs> and then all he owns is like the Porsche leather jacket and the Porsche hat right. and the Porsche sunglasses, and he basically is just like I'm a Porsche guy. Von douche. Yeah, fond douche. <laughs> we had a boss like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we knew somebody. So you you've got a yeah you've got a uniform. I'd have a new uniform. Be like you know tank tops, board shorts, and flip flops. Yeah, but not like you know the good tank tops, like the you really just bummy <laughs> looking, right. like rainbowy, you know, kind of tattered, and you know you got your yeah you're not you're just wearing board shorts and flip flops and t- I mean I'm one step away from that right now but I feel like you're almost there I'm pretty I keep it class you take on if you take on the the, the lingo yeah if my voice changed it'd be all over if you're I went all it. if I went all Elizabeth Holmes on it and I was like <laughs> yeah brah this how I talk brah right. all the way brah what's up da what's up how does your does your voice have to go up when you start talking like well that? see she goes down like she oh, yeah. she talks like this normally. But then she gets in front of people and she lowers her voice because she wanted to sound smart. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 but, you know, being in your, in, in your 40s and trying something that physical, it's it's not like when you're young and you're fearless. It's like you st- you're scared. You're like, I'm going to feel everything if I fall. Right. Or I'm for gonna weeks. Br- I'm going to break something. And I, yeah, I, it, was, it, it was a feat. Uh, I definitely felt. Felt Dude, really good about getting it done. One of these days, if you go out and you're lucky enough, if you if your board is improperly waxed or whatever, you'll actually rack yourself on the board, mm-hmm. which is where you're trying to get up one foot plants, the other one doesn't, slides off the board into the water, oh, and split. then you rack you rack the rail on the surfboard, oh. and it's uh, it's real, it's it's a real splitter. It's not 
a comfortable yeah especially when you're getting tossed around the waves holding your balls in yeah. your stomach like oh yeah it's so bad yeah you know it's funny because i was i was like well i don't want to put in too much money in this if i get out there and i'm like nope i can't yeah, do this which, not... which i kind of was that but no. and you didn't pop for like the used well like, consignment was... based wetsuit where I... you're like well i don't know what the guy did in here because this guy's piss out there well that's the what that's what my singer said she was like look gotta go you gotta go look they've all been peed in so oh yeah you don't buy a used one i'm like yeah but you know there's a lot of research to show the pee isn't really that bad well it says the bargain shopper right <laughs> well I so thought... by that same rationale you'd walk in and be like wow this wedding dress is really nice it's only been peed in once i'll take it you know or this pair of boxer briefs those are look good have they been peed in i'll take them now that being said i bought a new one um a cheap new one but it was a new one and no one had worn it before because of that <laughs> but that was also another reason why i'm like okay did you stuff well now now did i stuff you didn't want to go out there you no, know but i did looking look, looking like the, the water was getting to you right. it was too cold out there <laughs> but i did a pair of tube socks but my singer did give me a I was why put, are you walking that way because i got a big wet tube sock in I, my because i'm large yeah what do you want I, I, they, they didn't make one with a cod piece feast so. your eyes as i cobble off that's right like so i'm putting my wetsuit on for the first time at the beach and 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 she's like you need a towel i'm like what do you mean she's, they go naked she's like you can't put your suit on over your bathing suit you can't put your wetsuit on every bathing this is not how it works i'm like oh and i'm thinking back to everyone i've ever seen on the side of the pch putting out taking off or putting on the wetsuit they always have a towel around them it's like, oh, I guess you just don't wear anything under there. I didn't know that. I was like, okay, so this is how we do this. So I learned this a lot. This is how we do. I learned it. a lot of the tips. So what about you know you're you you live the lifestyle. You you you're out here. Your son could be. Oh, he's gonna shred. Yeah. If I can get him to be like, I'm not scared of the water. Oh, is he still scared? And, well, he's just like I doesn't really understand it. But if I can teach him to be like. Dude, you can ride these things. Like, there's mm-hmm. no feeling on earth like having the water push you along. Right. You're not even going very fast. You're going right. like 10 or 15 at most, maybe six or eight miles an hour. Right. But the fact that you've got this force that's that's pushing you and you're just, you know, no energy. It's, it's You're trying it's to use energy. it. It's pure right. energy that is... is uh, yeah. it's just amazing like it, it feels it feels the i don't know spiritual i guess in a way that's why that's yeah absolutely absolutely because you're like oh i'm free see no i think that that would be something that would be really fun for you me and your son to go out and try and do together. are you gonna teach him i mean i'm trying to teach myself look i've never successfully dropped in on anything i was a skater when i was little when i was when i was well at- okay here's another one how early how early are you willing to get up Oh me, I'm a five a.m.er. Not me. I know, but I'm saying I am. So I, I, I mean, I would say either we get up early. We would have to get up early. Our lunch hours would have to be earlier, and then get off a little bit earlier in the day and hit that for sunset. Well, or weekend or something. I don't know. Or we, well, I was just saying before. You know, we do it before or after before work. work. Yeah, but yeah, we could do awesome. that. Have an early day at work and head over and do an afternoon surf. Yeah, but then Mornings again, are, better, are you cool with riding home, little well, Sandy? Dude, are you kidding me? If we're gonna do this, I'm in. Like, I'll, we you're go, feeling this. We go get Sandy. We we can get you know, be great. Would you be pissed if I brought like a you know a lunch to go and then kind of out there eating eating a hoagie on the surfboard? 
No, with my little lunch pail. You don't even have to serve. You set, don't want to set up my little set up a little little cloth table with a tea set, right? And everybody's waiting on their wave, and I'm just out there, just kind of having a fine dining experience. Little Blondie and I are out there going, yeah, look at dad. And then there. as you guys are surfing, you, you come out, and I'll have my little Bluetooth speaker, and it'll be like, <laughs> I'll have my little monocle, yeah. and I'll be like, yeah. oh, how was the surfing, boys? Right. Well, I only think about it like that because I'm like, well, if he's a little bit of of the water maybe if we went once or twice or so and we went out there and he saw me paddle yeah, totally he, he would start we first things first you got to start off on a bodyboard um just so that you can understand oh, right how how it all works and how how water's gonna push you mm-hmm. and how um sponge sponging. yeah sponging now, i can tell you what when i was out there with her i was like i wanted more than anything to just have a sponge Sponge so much easier to get out, and so just, much, and, and it's just, still super fun. And I'm not afraid of, to, of how big the wave is. I'm not afraid at all on that. But trying to stand up on a wave, like, you fucking should be. Well, I've done getting it cr- hours and hours and hours out here. <clears throat> not out here, no. dude. Out here, going going on a something that's maybe a foot or two overhead. Meaning, like in our case, you're talking about like a maybe a six footer. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, on surfing, it's not really overhead. But I mean, they call it, if you're looking at it. From the shore, yeah, right. If you're totally flat sea level, it's the distance from the water to the top, and obviously when it's pulling back, it sinks down real right. low. So you're looking up, and that thing is you know five, six, seven feet, depending on what what time of the season it is. So you're on a bodyboard. It's different than being on a surfboard, in the sense that it, you, your whole body gets right slammed now i've spent hundreds and not out here but hundreds and hundreds of hours on a bodyboard and i've i've wiped out you don't know i've wiped out hundreds and hundreds of times just tumbling and tumbling in the water that i feel i'm okay with my body is agile enough and i can hold my breath and oh i'll rupture something at this point right but so i will definitely be on a sponge uh if we go but it might be a it might be a good way to sort of just sort of Get him more familiar with somebody going on the water. Yeah, he'd probably have to wear swimmies or something. Sure. Something well, just still early, but you know, and it, it we, but it would be yeah, you know, get, getting that excitement, getting him in early. Yeah, that's a big one. It's not going to hurt him because he's how to got swim. it. I mean, this is you know, he's out here. He might as well pick up that skill. Yeah, but if he gets good at it, well, what was it? Somebody said, uh, you know, I, I used to be. Uh, oh, it was a, it was a one of the dads. One of the dads that um, I met, I know through my son's baseball team. We were sitting there talking on the during the game Saturday or whatever. And he's like, "Yeah, I used to be good at baseball and basketball, and I used to play sports." He's like, "And then I figured out how to surf." Oh no! And, uh, Didn't want to do anything I was, else? I was into girls and surfing, and that was pretty much it for sports. Because once you get into that, you know. Where else? What other what other activity Sport. can you think of that keeps you in shape, gets you outside, and the women are always wearing their underwear? And you're at the beach, yeah, <laughs> which is like one of my favorite places. I mean, you get to basically wear nothing. Everybody's wearing nothing. You know, right, right. You're, you, I mean, it's sunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sitting at a baseball practice, and it's a bunch of cleats and boys. Yeah, cleats and dudes and dugouts. Right. In big league chew. <laughs> Well, you know, that's appealing. But, you know, you got to have that. I mean, if you had that perfect balance where you're like, I get up, I surf in the morning, you know, I go to school, I go to baseball, baseball practice. practice. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's well-rounded. That's well-rounded. So we'll see how the uh, surfing progresses. I, I'll i tell you, I still don't 
I don't understand the concept of dropping in. This I was going to say this earlier, but when I was in elementary school, my neighborhood teenagers, and I guess high school at the time, they built this half pipe ramp. And I would bring my skateboard down there, but it was like 11 feet high on each side. So I was way too little to like go up and drop in. Nobody my age was doing that. So they had these like local little competitions. And I remember getting a ribbon for like third place in my age group doing like, you know, going up and turning and coming back down and turning and just kind of doing this on, on the half pipe. Uh, and I skated for a few years, nothing crazy, never learned how to drop in, went to the top of a ramp one time, looked down, was like, I don't, I don't get it. Never dropped in there, and I still have not successfully dropped in on a wave. And I think I got to a point where I should have dropped in, and I just wiped out this past week when I was surfing. I don't. I'm scared of it. I've got to figure it out. I feel like I've got to find the way to figure that out. Well, as the I'm summer afraid. as the summer gets closer, we'll uh, we'll pick a we'll pick a day or whatever, and we'll do a. I think your area is definitely more my steed to kind well, of. Well, you're more driving familiar. down here already, so. Well, the see. beach itself, like the one I was at, was like look. If you're coming here, you're coming here to surf. Yeah. <laughs> There's no laying out on the beach. There's rock walking on rocks and taking on waves and watching out for and rocks. Charging, charging yeah. the waves. That was a bit intense for me, but probably a good way to just throw me out there. Well, if we can get you comfortable coming out here oh, yeah. and doing it, doing it down here, then you're gonna find it's much easier to go back to that situation. That's what I need. That's exactly what I need, and I have no problem coming here because where where her spot where she took me was way north on the PCA. It took us about 45 minutes to an hour to get there. Yeah. So yeah. I can come here anytime. Like I'm here. Well, yeah, you're here anyway. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see how that progresses. Yeah. Nope. Swinging in the living room, swinging in the kitchen. Most folks don't because it's too busy bitching. Swinging in there because you want me to be there. So I mixed up the batteries. Business time, baby. Oh, I know. Another day, another dollar, another business time. Uh, yeah, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> today uh, I wanted to today. talk to you. Uh, obviously, talk. you're a man <laughs> with. Uh, yes, we know this. You're a man. You're a man who 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 follows vision. You're uh, somebody who. Yeah, I, I, you're not you're not anyone that I would classify as like the guy who has that like grand vision. No, I don't. None of my closest friends would probably think so either. And it's not that you don't have the ability to have grand vision. I just think that you. Yeah, I don't know. What, some like some people just have that. Like, oh, I'm going to take this idea and I'm going to run with it, and other people are like. I'm going to find that person who's going to take that guy idea and run with it. There you go. So, you know, you're kind of in one, one side or the other. You're the, you know, it's easier to play it safe when you're the guy who's following right. the other guy. Uh, Cause you don't have to harbor all the responsibility of potential failure. But so anyway, the topic that I wanted to run across today and you'll probably come at me with any number, but I mean, uh, <laughs> what is the hands down, like worst idea you've ever been approached with where somebody was just so gung-ho trying to get you on board and be like, oh man, this is going to change the world. This is going to be the next 
you know, this or that. You, you, I, you know, hey, I'll cut you, I'll cut you in. You know, like if you ha- how many of those? I mean, I'm sure you've had a couple well, in your life. No, what one comes to mind, but it's not really of that magnitude of like this person was just completely. Connected. It's more like you give me a buck, I'll give you a buck twenty. <laughs> right now, uh, one of my closest friends years and years ago, when we first moved out to California. He's trying to find his way, and it, he was lost out here. And he's coming back to me and all our friends. He's like, "You guys, you got, you got to get in on this, man. It's, it's called prepaid legal." And it was, it was a flat out easy to spot pyramid scheme, like through and through. I got wrapped up in one of those myself yeah, in college. It's easy to do. So. My dad said it was the best money he ever spent. Oh really? Well, I mean, if my he dad, me, said I was that like, to "Dude, me, you'll be in my downline, and then you, you know, you can go out and see." He's like, "I'm, I'm not going to participate in your stupid fucking thing." Yeah, but I'll give you the five hundred dollars and be part of your quote downline, and you just watch as that money that I give you goes straight to the dude above you, and you make you know, twenty bucks off of it. You're you like, told him that because it's obviously a pyramid scheme, and nothing's no. That's what he said to me, uh, and he was right. I mean, as much as I wanted to believe. Um, yeah, we're both blown up. <laughs> so, you know, that, that it's just one of those deals where, I, you know, you get suckered in. You get, yeah, it's, it's the worst, though, when you get your, if you get in a pyramid scheme and you start getting, you, you start believing. Like, they, right. they're like, you look, and that's always how they get you. They're like, look, dude, you trust me. I trust you. I think you're going to kill at this. And you know what? The best way to do it is. I'm going to meet you in a place that makes me seem more fancy than I right. am to get you interested and get you on board. Yeah. Did you see what I drove up in? Yeah. yeah I'm a big deal. And then then I'm going to get you to one of our conferences. And it's like that Tony Robbins-esque right. kind of deal where everybody's getting all psyched up and you got a right. 25-year-old kid up there like, how would you like to get up at noon right. and make shit tons of money? This guy meets you at some spa- in some place and he's like, you've got upper management written it's that, all over dude, you. What are you doing wasting your life with all this actual work? Yeah. Like you could – you too could be a celebrity two minutes a day on the internet and yeah. you will make enough Dude, money honestly how much how much effort do you put into wiping your butt okay right. mm-hmm. think about no effort and that paying off for you that's what this opportunity <laughs> represents right and you're just sitting there going okay i mean i i was i want to believe i want to believe in the best in people so most of the time i'm like you know obviously i'm pretty jaded now I'm I'm like you right. know you approach me with shit like that I'm like get your get your head out of your butt good luck with that like, right you, you, you out of your mind like yeah yeah come on man instantly skeptical so you got you got involved in a, you got roped well in. no I I mean I I I didn't do it it was just obvious from the get go uh, I was lucky enough to not to not buy in or or to believe but I think a lot of people in those pyramid schemes the ones that are really selling you they believe it that they believe well it. yeah because they, they, they're not they, trying to scam you they, they think made, they're bringing you in on something they made well the one the ones who are like the true believers mm-hmm. that's when you have you know that's when people lose a lot you know and when they start right. investing in office space or something right <laughs> he's like i'm gonna hire people to start recruiting my downline people. like right. oh my right. god and actually of in my lifetime you've probably given me more ideas more bad ideas <laughs> well let's say bad ideas just more ideas in general to pick from good or bad than anybody else i know um what what about you you got a good one geez in terms of just the overall when i when i'm trying to think a lot of them have been my own uh, right, but okay. but um yeah I, there's been no shortage of people i mean once you get to a point where you've 
so especially people who've so like seen you do it you know it's it's not just the wow you're the you know you're the guy who has a good idea it's the fact that you're the guy who if you feel like you've got a good idea actually goes out and turns it in takes nothing and turns it into something right um which is a very hard it's very hard to come by people who who do that absolutely there's no there there's more people out in the world who are like hey man I've got a movie idea or I've got a business idea. Or I've got whatever. Isn't that the best idea you've ever heard of? We're going to make a million dollars. And you're like, okay, where do you start? How do you, how do you plan to start? Do you have a business summary? Are you, you thinking about it seriously? Or are you just, you know, dreaming about that lottery ticket you just bought and how it's just, they're going to call your number. Right. Like if you don't do anything with it, then it's not going to move. It's and he's gonna, like, well, that's why I'm talking to you. I'm yeah, hoping you're going to make something happen. And that's it. I, and most of the ones that I get, uh, even from friends and family, especially where people come in and they say, I've got the best idea ever. Um, and tell you what, I'll cut you in. You do all the work right? and I'll cut you in. I'll, it'll be a 50, 50 deal yeah. because you know how to do it. So I'm bringing the brains, right? That's what I bring to the table. I bring the brains to the table and the brains are, my great concept is worth 50% of all your hard work. Right. Well, with your skill level that you are a target for that. <laughs> well, it's easy to say. You know what I mean? Right. It's like cuz you've got two different people on the on the end of that on the receiving end if you're going to do with it. Number one are the people who are actually going to invest in your your ideas and right. help you move it forward and the other are the people who are going to be working on, under you uh, to help you create that vision cuz there's very rarely do you come across somebody who's like, oh, I had a, you know, I'm a developer, but I had a great idea for a movie. Right. So I'm going to, you know, write a movie script and I have no idea how to sell it. Or a guy who works in the movie business who comes up with the next Facebook and then says, oh, well, I know how to, I came up with a great idea. I know how to take, do one thing. I know how to move from A to B in, in one market vertical, but I don't know anything about tech. So finding the right people and, you know, most of the time it's those people that you find if they're qualified and they're going to be asking you tons for tons of money. So you're always looking to cut costs at the right. beginning. So you always end up hiring those clock punching fools who are all one dimensional thinkers like, okay, I'm just going to drag this out and <clears throat> keep giving you a 25% of what you ask for and telling you how hard it is while I cash your checks. And then it, it fades mm -hmm. into obscurity. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a, if you don't have it all planned out, like effectively from the very beginning, you, you get kind of pooched. You get people like that. Well, yeah, that, yeah that's where you that, – if you're looking, you get what you pay for, as they say. And then in the development world, it's always do you want it done good? Do you want it done fast? Do you want it done cheap? Yeah, Pick two. two. That's right. And so um, in, all, in all those cases, you can't – I don't even think you could in, include cheap into the – into the mix cheap and good because those guys always end up bailing for more money right because it's taking too long and that's what i wonder i mean if you're picking cheap and good and you're like okay well we can do it for cheap and we can do it good but it's going to take a long time yeah like, and we'll, but, we'll move on to something else that pays better and, and if it right. starts to take too long right which ultimately i, I get I, I, you know you can't you can't ha cry over that right because you know people got to eat but at the same time it's really hard to find people who share whatever it is, the, share the vision that you're trying to create. Um, and most people don't even care about one way or another, whether they truly understand whether or not the application is there for it. So you know, my mom is one of those people who oftentimes comes to me with the billion dollar idea. Oh, really? And says, this is a billion dollar idea. 
And if you jump on board, uh, we'll go 50-50 and you build it and I'll throw a little bit of money at it and and it'll be a huge success and then we'll all be riding jet skis on our yacht. Right. And I'm just sitting here going, it's not that easy. Um, but several of the ones that she's thrown out have, have been gems. One, one of them, the most, the most recent one. And my biggest problem for me is that when somebody approaches me, I don't want to kill their enthusiasm immediately. Um, but oftentimes that's the only course of action um, because you don't want them to waste any more time. And it hurts feelings. Right. And I'm always on the receiving end of that, too. You know, I'll throw something out and be like, isn't this a great idea? And people are like, yeah, uh, no, no, it's been done. No one's going to use your stupid idea. Right. No one's going to do it. But for her idea, it was uh, what if you had the ability to basically wear like a wristband or uh, a, there was a barcode or in her in her mind, it was a little sticker that had like a, a barcode on it. And that had all your wallet information in it. It had like all your, because the, she, she, the reason this is a big deal, the reason this is going to be big, because there's, there's this couple uh, in, in, our, in our city. They were at a wedding at a really, you know, at a really nice country club or whatever. They came out past the gates. Everybody was waiting for Uber. They're the last people standing there. And a couple of OGs rolled up, pulled out, rolled on their window and, and robbed them and said, give me your, give me your wallet, give me your phones, give me your everything. And the guy stood up and said, you can take my wallet and all of its contents. Please just leave me with my driver's license mm-hmm. and my, and um, that's all I need. Just leave. Please just leave, leave us with our driver's license. Um, the rest, you can have the money. You can have everything else. Just leave us with that. And the, the guy ended up getting shot. And they oh, took his shit anyway wow. and they rolled up. So her big thing was, you know, uh, they're out there waiting for an Uber and – you know, they if they didn't have their phones on them, if they didn't have their wallet on them, they can't. And you know, all they had was this little sticker, or all they had was this little, you know, barcode. Then w- there wouldn't have been anything to steal, right? And I'm like, that's beautiful in terms of its simplicity. It also is impossible when you're talking about getting rid of all of the modern conveniences that people rely on. Meaning, if all you had was that sticker, okay. So I'll just play devil's advocate here and try and con- try and convince you that there's holes in this right so number one how are you going to call your uber <laughs> right. i'm going to go into the clubhouse i'm going to go into the right. country club and i'm going to get i'm going to use their landline and i'm going to call an uber i'm like it's not how it works it's, yeah it's an app it's an app right so there's that uh let's just say you get stranded right you're on the side of the road. You got a flat tire. Your spares, your spares, right. no good. You are you going to go to a payphone? <laughs> you can't call AAA. Right. You know, you're stranded. What are you going to do? Like, yeah, nobody can rob you, but worse could happen. You know, because you have no way of communicating with people. Okay, well, fine. Let, you can have your cell phone. That's fine. Let's just say you have your cell phone, but you still have all of your money. All your wallet is located in this in this barcode. It's got all your ID and all your everything, so you don't have to carry around with you. I said, okay, yeah, no, that's. That's not a bad idea. I said, but if you've got your cell phone, you can already do that. Right. You know, you, you can already pay with your phone. Pay with your phone. So what's, you know, at, at that point, you're just basically leaving home without your wallet. On top of that, you would need, you know, are, are we talking about going through the proper channels of regulation to where if you're going to have this kind of ID that's considered credible? either tattooed or stickered on your butt, whatever you wanted to do with it. Right. Like you really think that if the police came by or anybody came by and said, Hey, 
I would, you know, I need to make sure you're of age or you are who you say you are, that they're going to have the hardware in place to be able to scan this thing on your arm. <laughs> right. Because I don't think that they're going to go and buy a bunch of new software just so they can read this thing. You got to jump through a lot of hoops just to get that going. You know, Uber didn't show up overnight. They had to go through the proper channels with the Department of Transportation in order to get where they were going. Said so, so there's that. Right. Said and also let's just say that you're a uh, you're at the grocery store and uh you know, and or, or you you say it's a sticker, right? You say it's not a, t- a tattoo, it's a sticker, right? It's a barcode. Let's just say you go to the beach, right? And all of a sudden you, you you're enjoying some time with the kid, things are a little little sweaty, that sticker falls off, winds up in the sand and a couple of kids who come down later who are getting drunk off of Natty Light find it in the sand and they wanted to make beer runs well now they don't need anything all they can all they do is just walk into the local convenience store hey scan my sticker that's how i'm paying for everything right and they go on a spending spree so how do you how do you combat that that level of security breach she just come back from like a an all-inclusive resort where all she needed was a bracelet to walk around and receive yeah it was like a great wolf lodge kind of thing she's like work for them i'm like yeah but they were selling credits man a light bulb yeah and uh, so I'm like, so I'm just giving you all of the situations where this, as much as there's a benefit, these are all of the things that counteract those benefits. They they take away the the convenience level that you, we've come to love. You know, you leave with your wallet, your phone, your keys. That's what you do. Right. Right. So uh, you got to consider all these additional factors. And she's and this is her attitude was, well, it sounds like you're just trying to poop on everybody's parade, and <laughs> I'll just take it to somebody else, and they'll make them rich. And I'm like, okay. I'm rooting for you. Right. And tell you what, six months from now, you go ahead and you give me a buzz and you let me know how much traction you've actually made on this right. beater of a con- this world-class concept. How many you. people have you gotten behind yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, well, are, you're an LLC now, you know, you, right. you've raised money, you're where out there are building we at? it. Where's your first prototype? You know, like, let's see where we are in six months. I can't wait. You're going to be schooling me. I'm looking forward to this. Right. And here we are nine months later, and it's like anytime I even come close to bringing it up, it's like, what are you talking about? No, I, I, I never even said that. <laughs> you know? Probably a little backpedal action. Right. He's like, no, uh uh-uh. No, that didn't happen. If I wanted to do it, I would do it. It'd be done. It's like, no. I don't think my mom's ever had an idea. <laughs> Not one idea Not in her head? Not even a ghost of an idea in her head? No. no. Uh, you know, I, a friend did come up with uh, the dad cup because he was sick of getting kicked and punched in the balls by his children. As you do. As it apparently happens quite often. Uh, it's like so it'd be a cup that you could sort of stick in your you could stick in your underwear or whatever like that whenever you're around your kids and be safe. That's as far as we got with that idea. My, my sister had a great like has been talking about this one idea forever, and it's hilarious to me because <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, you could do it. I don't know why you're not you, you're not gonna you you wouldn't do it. Um, and, and I I basically told her how to do it. And she's like, mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I can find somebody else. You know. Yeah. But it's uh, the idea, she keeps calling it the freezy wave. And it's okay. basically like a microwave, but for freezing things. <laughs> like flash freezing food? Well, meaning imagine you look at like, so if you want to bring water to a boil, okay, mm-hmm. you use a microwave. Right. Two minutes in the microwave and you can get it up to a boil. If you want to thaw out a piece of meat, right, you put it in for far less than that time at a a much lower setting um 
you know, imagine the Freezy Wave doing the exact same thing in opposite. So if you want to take a hot can of soda and get it down to 32 degrees in a very uh-huh. in a minute or less, then you use the Freezy Wave. Yeah. Right? And I said, the idea is uh, like everything is already there. You know what I mean? You already have the ability to do that. Um, whether you're using li- – if you want to use liquid nitrogen. Right. Or you want to use just the standard like refrigerant and compressor. Um, you know, which is just the same old traditional way that they do it. They have a, a compressor that, that, uh, cools the gas down into a liquid liquid gets ice super cold, runs through the coils. The fans blow on the, on the frozen copper coils as the coolant runs through. Right. And then enters the fridge. And as it's blowing, uh, the, as the fan is blowing over the cool, the cool liquid, the liquid starts to convert back into a gas again. Right. In which case it needs to get right back into the compressor where the compressor at uses tons and tons of pressure in order to condense it back down into a liquid, in which case heat exchanger blows all of the hot air during that process. You ever hear your refrigerator running with the compressor. Right. Is that compressor running and the and the heat exchanger pulling all of the it has to pull all of the hot air out of the room as it's being compressed. So it blows hot okay. air out of here from your refrigerator out of the ambient atmosphere. Right. Um, you could use that same methodology. It's just the compressor would always have to keep that refrigerant like ready to go. Um, and then in that case, it would be the equivalent of trying to, you know, you'd have a much larger compressor for a much smaller space. Right. Right. So it would have like microwaves, I think are like 2000 Watts or something ridiculous. Right. So if you, if you had the same amount of power and a really large compressor and all you were doing was looking at one cubic or two cubic square feet of space in right. this little microwave, and if you had an extra large compressor, you could drop the temperature down to negative 120 degrees if you wanted to in a very, very short period of time. Sure. It's just how long do you want that can of soda to be exposed? Then you'll have blown up sodas in your. Right. But, I mean, it might give you the ability to flash freeze stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's doable. And, obviously, you're not going to explode it if this product is perfected like a microwave. and says, here's how long you put a 12-ounce can of soda if you want it to be this cold. Yeah, is that, but that would be the thing. You'd have to sit and kind of time things out so that you could figure out exactly how much time you would need to place whatever. Well, that's how great products come about. You spend that and time. And I told her. I said, you can <laughs> do it. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but that sounds like a, like a lot more work than I yeah, thought. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to put the time in. Like I gave you the idea. Can you just like you know give me a yeah? Can you just a, build a prototype for me and then I'll test it? And if it works, then it'll be my idea. You know, I'll be like I'll put my name on it and stuff. Right. It's like okay, you probably get a lot of those. Oh man! And the world, like another dude, uh, uh, contacted me a while back since he knew he knew I was a big crypto guy, and he, you know he's a he was like a promoter, so all he did was uh, you know, basically dr- name drop all the time, but like how. How a lot of the guys he knows in these clubs come in and are trading, you know, Ethereum. And oh, I know Brock Pierce personally, who's the guy who, who uh, you know, is big EOS. He's one of the guys who founded EOS. Right. Um, he's a big Ethereum guy. Okay. Um, and he's like, yeah, man, these guys are billionaires. You know, and this is 27, tw- early, early 2018, right before the bear market started to kick into full gear. And uh, I'm just sitting there telling him. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an ICO for my event-based app, and it's gonna go huge. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be, you know, it's just to raise money for festivals and stuff. And I'm like, I'm telling you, man, we're, 
we're about to hit like big i don't know if you follow cycles but this thing's going to drop off a cliff and icos you're going to see a lot of those guys who spent all their money on on trying to buy tokens that they thought were going to go nothing but up those guys are going to be out quick it's going to be a game over situation for a lot of these people who raised money during that time because we're about to head into another bear market and it'll, it could last a year two years you never know um up until the halving of, of bitcoin and and 2020 that's just how long it could potentially take um right. we may just be trading trading sideways until then you just don't know how things are going to go so i would definitely now when it's at fifteen thousand dollars i would i would you know i would i would start thinking about when to invest on the way you know, on the way back up which could be six months to eight months but i would consider doing uh not doing ethereum i would do stellar which is a new up-and-coming network right that has a lot of backing and um you're just not near as much problem with scalability that you'll have uh, as you would with Ethereum. Nobody wants to hear that they're doing it wrong. Right. Right. You know, and it's you can see it as soon as you get to that point in that conversation, you can kind of see them turn off. Well, like, and his big thing was as he, he's asking me for advice and it was like, I'm not going to give you anything for your advice, but I'll talk your ear off and take all the advice you give me, but I'm not, you know, you get nothing in return for it. And of course, I'm like, sure, man, you know, we're friends. I'll do you a favor and tell you which way to go or whatever. But it's like he takes what he wants and leaves what he doesn't. And, and he he surrounds himself with a bunch of yes men. And one of them, I guess, was like, hey, man, um, we have like an 80 percent success rate with raising money through ICO. Like, that's what our business does. We made more money in 2017. Right. Where we when we were founded, we launched more successful ICOs than any other company. We have this huge success rate. I said, what are they asking? He's like, $2 million, and they'll do the whole thing. And I'm like, and they, wa- and they want a percentage of the tokens that they create off of this stuff. I'm like, sure. dude, I don't think you get it, man. Like, you don't have too much. You're, they're asking you to go out and raise the money just so they can take it from you. Right. And do all this work. And they're, they're going to do it during a bear market when the chances that they're, you know, it's not the same in, you know environment that it was in 2017 like they may have had 86 80% success rate when the market was doing well right they're going to have like a you know there must have been a handful of people they're going to get their asses handed to them were this able year. to say look at what i did in 2017 follow me yeah and then not boom. a ton of 2018 winners on the ico front i would imagine i bet they they'd still raised several billion dollars through ico sure but that's a paled in comparison yeah. to what they did in 20, 2017 so yeah, that, you know, people in my experience they get really excited about something, and that you know, unless you tell them exactly what they want to hear, right? Then you know, it's usually a pretty one-sided deal, and so it's it's rare. That's why I can only work with people that I trust that I've partnered with before that right. will straight shoot me on stuff, and you know, and if they say, "Hey, this is a shit idea," I gotta just suck it up and be like, "You're right." Okay, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, it probably is a shit idea. We shouldn't do it. Right. Well, you've gotten, you've been through it enough times to to be able to sort of pick and choose your battles when it comes to listening, hearing somebody out, and giving advice on it. Hmm. I mean, you you know who you're talking to nowadays. As soon as they start pitching you an idea, you, you within a couple minutes, you're like, yeah, this piece, this person is not serious. Well, I mean, we've been pitched recently, you and I, on on things and it's kind of like you know if i don't know enough about it i'm going to reach out to the people that i know do know enough about it right and 
that's always the hard part going back to the source who's so enthusiastic and saying hey man look right conversations have been had and you know the holes have been poked i'm there's sorry there's just not a lot of uh the 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 general consensus is, is it's not a new concept right and it's not something that you're gonna make money you're gonna you're gonna spend more trying to get something off the ground and be competitive in a place where the market's oversaturated and the the idea while you know it may be novel doesn't you know are you the guy are you are you the one are you miles whatever dyson right or the guy who, who's going to reinvent the vacuum cleaner right you know that, that, and there are those guys out there sure I'm and it can be done and i mean marketing is a very powerful but thing. you got to be you got to you got to be somebody who has committed their life to this as mm-hmm. opposed to somebody who's just kind of half in half out looking for an easy way to generate or, additional income. or just showed up in the market, right? You got someone who's like, man, I got years and years and years experience. And when I'm going to someone to sell my idea, they're like, they're buying me. They're not really buying the product. I can sell it. You know what I mean? I've been in the, in the business for years. You right? have? How long? You know, you know, forever. For days. Right. The newbie, not going to get that guy to turn over. But, you know, you come in with a name of somebody who's an expert. Like Pamela Anderson? You're going to sell breast implants. You'll, you definitely will. You're going to sell underwear bras. She's like, uh, look at me. Especially now that she's aging. Right. You know, really needs that lift. She, <laughs> and if it works, it's selling. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. She's my cherry pop. Put a smile on your face. Ten miles wide. Look so good. Bring a tear to your eye. Sweet cherry pie. Swing it to the drums. Swing it to guitar. Swing it to the I'm ready. I think you're I'm, ready. I yeah. just this is this may not make it on air. Is a good a good way to start a conversation. It's far from a laughing topic. Um, so I've been sick, and I've been so sick that I'm having sick of what? Sick of <laughs> life. Uh, fever, shivers, nothing gross. Wasn't throwing up or anything, which was fantastic. But anyway, so I'm there. I'm trying to like get out of my bed and go in the living room and put on TV, but I'm so sick I don't even want to and find something so i just go to live tv on on hulu and and uh, have you seen the movie traffic i have benicio del toro no. michael douglas no see i think that's what i was trying to find let me just confirm wait wait hold on there's it's a another, different there's another movie traffic that's with a k and I may have seen that one, too. Yes. Okay, so that's where I went wrong. I thought I was watching the movie Traffic with a C. And I, and I pulled it up. I started at the beginning. I'm like, oh, I kind of remember. I remember liking You ever see Debbie movie. Does Tucson? Yeah. Totally uh, different. <laughs> I saw it in college. <laughs> she doesn't really do Tucson. No. no. Okay, so. She does a man named Tucson. That's where I went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is starting off all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is tucson baby what's happening so okay so i'm not wrong there is a there is a movie called traffic with a c so what was your plot okay uh, the one you watched it's it's about human trafficking okay and you didn't see this movie okay I'm so sure i put it I on have. I, well yeah you've seen almost every movie i could ever think of really you're you're pretty good at that 
but I didn't, wasn't expecting it. I'm good at saying movies. You've seen a lot. I mean, that's it. You're good at a lot. Of I'm movies. really good at getting ahead. <laughs> at getting ahead. You'll see. You'll see. Not me. Um, somebody might see. So I'm putting this on. I'm thinking, I remember that movie Traffic. It was pretty good. I'm just going to put that on, half watch it. And as I'm watching, I'm like, I don't remember this. I don't know any of these actors. This, this is movie. all new to me. And I just, I was kind of, it left an impression on me because it was based on true events and it was a story of, of uh, a couple who the guy wants to, is going to propose and they have their bet, their, their best friend couple that are there all at dinner and the best friend's kind of rich and, and annoying. And he's like, you know, the couple that is looking to get engaged, the guy's going to propose the, the annoying rich friend gave them their like, secluded in the middle of nowhere beautiful mansion you know uh, vacation home to have it for the weekend for their special weekend getaway and he'll go out there and he'll propose and things like that and of course they go to this town and they go to a gas station and the girls kind of like uh eyed by these bikers and then the bikers kind of do this thing and then they get to the house they get away from all that wait is this a black couple Yes, you've seen it. Yes, yeah, so they're in that rich house. Yes. And then the bikers come back and the, the lady has the phone. Right. The girl yeah. has to come get the phone. Yeah, yeah. And she's a – and the girl, the girl, the couple, the girl is a reporter and so she has this phone whatever. Um, and yeah, then, and I spent the most of the time watching going, baby, just stay out of it. Just stay out of it. Like just don't do – just stay out of it. Right. You're only going to escalate things. But you just got to write this story. Right. You know? Right. And it didn't seem like it was even about that at the time when she was, like, finding the phone. And then this girl shows up at the house and, like, well, how did she find us? And then everybody's there. And then everybody's getting killed. And, and I think the guy who played the the bad dude in that also was in Blade 2. I think so. I did recognize him. Yeah. 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 And it, it was just – it was haunting. It was haunting because, you know – it was based on true events. You know, they showed the, the two women that were in the story in this like holding cave in this town, you know, drugged up with all these other girls. And then they start going in. I, I, I don't understand the human trafficking business brings in a hundred and fifty point two billion dollars of profit each year. Uh, and the amount, the, well, the overhead is really low. <laughs> Well, that's storage those containers. Drugs. I mean, how much are the drugs? Storage containers okay, and top ramen are not like pricey things. <laughs> well, they also have to buy the drugs. Yeah. To drug keep these girls drugged up, otherwise they're going to get away. Yada yada yada. Apparently, Texas and California are the uh, highest uh, the amount of of women each year. That's sad. It's just uh, I don't understand how. That that many people across the world, how this could, how that could happen? Like, I mean, that's 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 something that won't ever stop. Well, you do realize fifty billion. You do realize that h- how it usually kind of goes, and the police are in on it. And sure, well, okay, so in the worst case scenarios, you're talking abduction, right? Right, where you've got a a guy who's out there looking for, you know, ha- has. And this is just my knowledge of movies. Right. Um, But it's like you got a guy whose entire job is being basically like a recruiter. He goes to the same bars and clubs all the time. He knows everybody there. He's got kind of an inside deal. And, you know, he's looking for a specific target. 
You know what I mean? Right. Like, is this girl on vacation? Is this girl right. uh, have a family? She have a husband? She have whatever? And then you know, spikes her drink, whatever, gets her out to a van, and then she's never heard from again. That's it. And that that's worst case scenario. The others are just for the most part people trying to, you know, women especially, you're they're trying to find a better situation for themselves. So right. whether they they grew up in a, a bad household or they're very you know they're very poor and they're trying to get out and, and do something, a lot of it starts with like oh I answered an ad on Craigslist or whatever to go and be a model uh, to go and you know be right. an actor and 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 all of a sudden if if ever there's that opportunity to get them separated from their family. And it's like, oh, okay, you're you're a Russian, you're a gorgeous Russian girl, right? And you you know you're gonna come and eighteen looking to break it big, and we're gonna take these photographs and see what kind of work. Here's where you need to go. Um, Come alone. It blah blah. blah. They show up, and then the next thing you know, they're shipped off with a bunch of other girls, and just you know, the moment they're gone, it's like they're in the back of a van or a truck or something, just moving. Always moving. Always moving. Right. And and I was thinking, if, if this many cases, uh, they're saying up to 300,000 Americans under 18 are lured into commercial sex trade every year. 300,000. I'm thinking, you know, if this many people is happening every year, why aren't you hearing more about us? Because it's happening and the people who are related to these people that are being abducted, they don't know that this is what's happening. They might, they, they're just lost. They're gone. Well, so I mean, and that's where more widely right, but you also got to think like, okay, it, I'm a I'm a 17 year old girl, I'm unhappy with, you know, my life at home. My parents are always hounding me, mm-hmm. um, you know. So what do I do? I start running with the wrong crowd. I start doing drugs. I start skipping school. I start, you know, going out and playing fast and loose, and um, you know, all of a sudden that that becomes a pattern of behavior that is routine and the parents are like you know sometimes she leaves for days at a time and we don't know where she goes or what she's doing or whatever um so they they don't know until three or four days have gone by and they haven't heard and then all of a sudden they're like okay well where is my daughter yeah that pain in the ass of mine where'd she go and you know, and then they can't find her. And right. Then it's, and then it's too late. And the last thing they're going to be is like, my child was... And the cops were... Uh, this is another thing. For better or for worse, the way that the guidelines are set up for missing persons, as far as I understand it, because I watch a lot of, you know, television okay. uh, and movies, you have like this... If you make or... If you do a report and you say, okay, this is... I, I want to file a police report, missing persons report or whatever. There's like a 24-hour waiting period before they actually start investigating. Right. So it's like, okay. By that time, they are gone. Right. But it's not like they're going to, they just don't have the manpower to commit resources to something until they know that it's not a kid who just decided to run away mm-hmm. or a, ki- a kid who, you know, uh, is, is at her, her friend's house and just doesn't call or whatever. Uh, right. You know, I wonder what the numbers would... Did I just go, call? You almost sang it. I thought so. Uh, I wonder what the numbers would look look like from before the internet, before the dark web, before the connection of connectability. 
as far as trafficking goes. I feel like that probably just upped the numbers, like as far as transactions being made. It's much easier to make transactions on the dark web, right? These people are now have a, a ring and they're able to utilize it because it's anonymous and they're able to hide. That's where you can made a big difference. You can transact probably the same way you do with like all other illegal materials right. that happen on the dark web. Um, but then it, it just creates more demand because it's more for these people that are either looking to buy or sell. They now have all of these places. How places do you buy do somebody? I know, dude. I look. You know, do you it, think it was, like you go through and you're looking at it like, oh, I'm gonna add this chick to my shopping cart. Right. And uh, do you accept PayPal? Yeah, and in the movie. And then what do I do once I've got her? PayPal. Yeah, but what do I do when I got it? I'm like, okay, um, do I need to be there to sign for this? Well, no. Or <laughs> like, are you going to deliver between a certain period of time? I'm sure it's all I of those neighbors. things. I have right. neighbors. I don't need some chick who looks beat up and drugged. You know, Do we, do we leave her on your porch? Are you going to put her in a box with some holes in it? You know, not to put a light touch on it, no, but it's... when you buy, when you're trafficking, these, you know, they look at, these these poor women or uh, I guess boys or men or well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking here and they're saying like 99 percent of it's women, you know, and and the majority is you know underage. What do you mean nobody wants a nobody yeah, wants no a dude? No one's buying. Dudes. No one's gonna traffic you or me. No one's buying us. But then there's the other part where you've got the masseuse and you get the the nail salons and all those are still another per- percentage of the trafficking. That's going on, but I, I imagine the web, the dark web. What? What do you what, go further into that? My masseuse is in the tra- like. You don't. You don't know that. I mean, see, I, I was reading about it. So you know these these. They act as fronts. There's massage parlors everywhere. No, they're actually high. They're actually because they're working for nothing, right? So they're trafficked and they're forced to do nail salons or do different massage places, and they're not really paid anything. So they're trafficked and they're and they're but the so that's so they're like, labor yeah la- so they're, it's labor so they're, it's not sex trafficking this is this human trafficking so are it's you not kidding all sex. me you're telling about talking about an 18 year old girl who gets abducted from a bar and then is forced to we're do nails more of like the Asian oh right right okay like that. so yeah I'm talking worldwide when it comes to human trafficking it's not just sex it's also labor. So they'll buy and, and sell, and then they won't pay for it. But their business makes money, but they don't have to pay for the labor because, well, they've been trafficked and they're get forced back to in stay your there. cage right. after you're done with that it's lady's so manager. Scary. It's so sad. I had no idea how big it was and how little of an impact anybody of the law enforcement's have in this fight, or even if there is a fight. Like that's the All thing. Right, so let's invent- it seems untouchable. Let's like, invent the deal? it's 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 where that's why we're here. We're here to fix this. We're gonna fix this right now. We are here to fix this. It how really do you fix sad. it? How do you fix it? Well, that's why I'm bringing it up. I don't know. It's what's scary. Like it does. It seems well, number one, unbeatable. Like it seems like politicians are turning their heads. They're reading about how politicians turn their heads. All right. So and let's just assume. Turn their let's heads. just assume that the that the government. One hundred fifty billion dollars. I know. How do you how do you say no to that? I'm not talking about the cash. I'm talking about it's you know, we're not. We're not talking about combating the disease that already exists. We're talking about destroying the disease before it ever becomes a disease. Okay. Right? So how do we how do we stop human trafficking from happening any further? Like stopping in its tracks, stopping the inflow of product, so to speak. Right? Choke that out. I honestly, I feel like chipping people is a very difficult situation. Oh. Meaning, it's a violation of privacy. But then again, then again, it you, it's your seventeen-year-old daughter. You want to be able to say, 
It's just like your. Where is she on the map? It's your invention, the wallet. Yeah, the wallet. But now that's that's human. That's something they're going to throw out the window the moment that they rifle no, no, through. No, no, the no, no. I'm not saying that's the answer. I'm saying make people the wallet, right? Yeah, You're saying. make people the wallet, and maybe. And for those who haven't heard, Ben had this great idea. Mister Mister Larry Dickman had this idea of uh, of a wallet that is actually trackable, so you can't lose it. Right. So it's like uh, one of those little tiles that you put on your luggage or whatever, right. but it's a wallet that has like a charging port on it. So it starts to beep if the battery's low, but you, you know, since it's such a small device and all it does is ping, um, it, it might be onto something. Yeah. It honestly, it would probably go over a month on a, or a couple months on, you know, one, right. one single charge and it's built into the wallet. So you don't, ever lose it so they get the idea so i was i would always be i would see that chipping people being chipped or microchipped or whatever a lot of people would be like "Uh, uh-uh, it's a violation but that could solve that problem yes and another thing that people don't realize is that the technology for this stuff is relatively manageable it's relatively right. small so um you know there's there's ways to hide it without it being invasive. Meaning chipping is a pretty invasive process. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really no way uh, to get – if you wanted to create a, a way to where you – you know, if you're dealing with kids who are 18 and, uh, 18 and under or 25 and under or whatever. And I think women in general, if they're adults, you know, this is something that if it was not, not an invasive, meaning you don't – put it under your skin or put it in the back of your neck or something like that, they would go for it. If it was easy, if it was easy to remove, but at the same time easy to conceal and it didn't affect their day-to-day life. It's a tooth. That's was something I was thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. like, like some, a brace that you put on a molar. Mm-hmm. Um, very simple, something simple you could get at your next cavity filling. I mean, in the, in the sex trafficking world, just popping that tooth out is, is too easy. I think. But another, uh, another thing is, you know, you could build it into nails. Right. You know what I mean? Like women who have fingernails and stuff. If you, mm-hmm. you know, all you all you need is just something that's going to trigger RFID. Um, anywhere you're near something that could pick it up. Right. Whether it's a cell phone or whatever. Um, so, you know, a cell tower. Or, I don't know if I don't know if they could read RFIDs. But it, I mean, there's got to be a way. And I mean, another one is... Um, a slippery slope well actually people. here's another one have you ever heard of an in utero device not, no <laughs> okay so if you uh, are trying not to get pregnant they have a lot of different in utero devices okay. uh, yeah i didn't understand that, what you're saying. that are like little they're little plastic things that you put up into your vagina oh and they stop the flow of sperm into the egg or whatever mm-hmm. and it's you know you live with it I know a girl in high school that had this thing. It was like it was like in her arm, and it was like ribbed, and it was for birth control. So now we're talking about something completely different. Now I don't know, since we're talking about something that transmits a frequency, mm-hmm. uh, what what the you know the dangers of that might be. Sure. Um, in 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 terms of whether or not it could it could cause problems, create cancer, whatever you know, having something with a, a power source. But if you could somehow mix birth control with a tracking device now all of a sudden you've got yourself a holy grail situation does that mean it would track who it was that got you pregnant 
Uh, no, it would tr- it would be able to track your location, okay. but it would also act as a as a birth con- meaning birth control. Whether it's a device or it's a pill mm-hmm. that you have to take every single day, mm-hmm. right? Then now all of a sudden you've got something that you, it, it's a habit. You have however much time mm-hmm. it's concealed. You know, if they hijack you. They're not in the first 24 hours. They're not going to have a doctor on hand to go in and remove a, an in uterine device. Right. And if you're if it's a pill, um, you know that that has a little tracker in it or something like that. Um, you know, then but then the, you still have the large underage. Well, underage girls take birth control. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah. If they're sexually active, that's the group that's going to get abducted. Right. Unless they're getting kids, which is just which is even worse. Scary. But we'll cut into that. We're looking to cut any damage you just can do to that one hundred and fifty million in profit or billion in profit. That's that's the key to this whole thing. And if you can, the whole the whole I don't know what this represents. It could be a tattoo that uses the uh, the energy. Maybe it uses conductive ink and oh, which I've seen. Have you seen that tattoo where you can hold your phone over? It looks like a you know bars on on a sound wave, and you can actually play. It'll actually play what's on your arm as it reads the the. I haven't the seen way. that, but it, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, another thing would be um, so that is a possibility. Yeah, another right? thing might be something that you can, um, you know, uh, something that you use to hold your hair up, like a hair clip or a rubber band. If it's something that has has a general function that's not going to raise uh, earrings, that's another one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not going to take the earrings out on some girl that comes in, right? For no reason. You know what I mean? Right. So if you can, if we can figure out a way, if you can figure out a way oh, to where you've got a day to day utility, right? Right. Something that you use day to day, whether it's a birth control device, whether it's, um, or maybe it's just a bracelet that you, you know, like one of those bracelets that they have for, um whatchamacallit, uh, house arrest. Oh, right. Right? Right. Similar to that, only it's like the size of a Fitbit. Right. And it's locked onto your arm. And the only way that if, if it gets cut, it gets sent, sends out sent, a signal. Right. Um, right. For last known location. And it, I'd have that on my child until she was 21. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> women would wear that anyway. For, for, yeah, you're you know, right. and you could make it in different form factors, and it could still do what a Fitbit does. Yeah, you know, it could still be functional. I mean, they're wearing them now; they like it. You know, and the only other thing I could think of that is, like would is... absolutely work would just be like put it up your butt. But that just seems like something you don't want to do every day. <laughs> no, yeah, like every so. other day. I don't think so. But what's something that think about but this your, bracelet idea sounds? Yeah, think about your daily super routine. Doable. What's your daily routine? You know, as far as what? So whether it's a pair of shoes, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a, a article of clothing, whether it's an accessory wristband, contact lenses, mm, maybe not. I take vitamins every day. Vitamins every day? I take vitamins every day. I'm trying to think of something I do every single day. Brush your teeth? Brush my teeth every day. Um, I don't wear any jewelry as of yet. Wedding bands could be, but. I'm liking the bracelet idea or the watch idea. It, it's convenient and, you know, you can make it to look like whatever you want it to look like. It would just right. be something that you could never take off. You know, you'd always have to have it on you at any given time. 
Right. And it would have to look like something that... Unless you took it off and it was always going to be... But you do realize that, that, you know, it's not hard to find out if somebody's transmitting. Right. So, yeah, you just need a little one of those little screen... And if you're in the middle of somewhere where there's no, like service would it still work you know well the idea would be in order to in order to save power like it would run on a schedule and it would ping like every two hours making sure it's still randomly every two hours so if somebody ran a bug screener over it it would report back that there's no right transmission taking place because it would only transmit once every randomly once every two hours right and just send a ping and say this is where i am and would they let would they let you through the uh, scanners at the airport with that on? Um, yeah. Do, do they make us take our watches off? I don't wear a watch, but they no. They? Well, they make you take your phone out, but yeah, no. I think you could walk through with your watch on, right? With your watch, or t- you know, it'd just be jewelry that you would you would right. take off. But I mean, in this case, you just it would just have to be something to wear your brace if it was a piece of jewelry, because maybe you get abducted and the first thing they do is strip you of all your jewelry. It would just have to have a very, like a puzzle style mm-hmm. way of taking it off where it's like, Oh, I see. If, right. so, if they were trying to take it off, you'd be like, I can't, I can't take it off. It's like, it literally was fused to my wrist. And like, they're like sawing your hand off at that point. Well, it's or like, they're, they just don't want to waste time with it. Right. And they're like, okay, whatever. Right. Until they figured it out. Right. But that was, I mean, if you have more people wearing this and that's another thing, if you were more transparent about these devices existing, yeah, then that group of people who are those girls who are wearing it, you know, it's kind of like go, driving by a house and you see a security camera. Well, if you go on online, there's probably more fake security cameras that you can buy right. that look like security cameras and have a little battery that just keeps the red LED on like it's always on. There's more fake or false right. uh, cameras out there that just, they, you know, if people aren't going to go after something if there's even a chance that they're going to be watched. So that probably will deter 85 to 90% of anybody who's looking to rob your house. Right. A real camera, if they see, you know, wires and or the camera's moving or whatever, that'll get even more so. That'll get even more yeah, so. Yeah, I saw one of those videos online recently of someone trying to steal a package and, be, and just yelling, oh my God, there's a guy with cameras. And they just ran off, you know what I mean? So if you have, if you, if, you know, you see a girl who has this device on your hand, you're going to know. Yeah, I'm going to go for the next girl. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll find the one that's not. It's help. It will. It will help this. And that's when the bucks start rolling in, because then everybody's buying it. So we need to. We need to develop that. But then again, you couldn't actually put the performance metrics up and be like, "Yeah, this is how many we've deterred," because you would actually have no idea. You'd actually have to sit that guy down and be like, "So how many women have you actually turned down because right. they were wearing?" And this? how do they get this number? This three hundred thousand number. I mean, it must be based off of the amount of busts they've had and how many they find on a on a regular basis and. Etc. I guess. Yeah. To get those numbers, I mean, it is just such a dark. And the revenue. How do you world. figure out what the P and L on that? Billion? The profits well, and losses. You know, I mean, there's just so many people. And, and does it work like the drug world, where, you know, if you're driving a, a cigarette boat from from Colombia or Cuba or wherever, and you've got, you know, 50 kilos worth of cocaine, and you're trying to get to Miami, but all of a sudden you see that there's a bunch of cops coming. You know, did, do you just throw it overboard? You know, like, what do you do with a cargo sh- container full right. of women? Do you just... Right. In this movie, there are just semi-trucks full of girls just sitting on the what ground. What do you do with that when you hit the roadblock? Right. You yourself get out and run? Right. Or do you, you be like, I wasn't doing nothing? 
Well, what's yeah. that con- container that you dropped in the middle of the street back there? Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. so scary and seems so easy for them to do it. It's oh, my so God. Having a daughter? Uh, yeah. That's, that's, it's, it is terrifying, but I mean, I got to imagine that, you know, 99% of the, the girls who are, are taken, um, put themselves in a situation where that was a possibility, right? You know, where they took, that was a a risk that either they were too dumb to know they were taking or they took it. Right. You know, like that's why they say, uh, you know, when you, when you, well, it's easy to speculate. I mean, yeah, I would think that that's well, the case. But I mean, if there's anybody out there that has been through this and hears you say they were probably just raised wrong, or you know, I'm not going to pro- say raised wrong. I'm going to say that they were too dumb to know what they were doing. Some of them were in ro- just in the wrong place, wrong, wrong place, time. wrong time. I get and it. You've got to give that to them because it's sure. just they're but lured. That, but that's they're, also these are predators that are able to prey on you. That's something they say in in self defense classes for women. It's like if you find yourself in a parking garage. Um, Never park next to a van or uh, always keep your keys in your hand in a way where, you you know, if somebody comes at you, you can use the keys as a weapon and never, you know, always make sure that you're not you're not parking next to a car where there's like zero visibility. Right. Where you could could theoretically get abducted, you know, and that that goes for anywhere and every, you know, anywhere you park, anywhere you walk, anywhere you want to you want to stay as visible as you can and if you find yourself where there is no visibility and it is dark and you know it's it's you have to get to your car yeah, or whatever you just make sure that you're you have someone with you or you're ready to roll that's right. that's a risk that you're taking but sure and these these are all good tips for sure well yeah but that, so, that this isn't me this is just what you know right but some people just some don't have the never park next to it. that rape van right never do that right and assume it's all going to be cool. Right. You know, and if your boyfriend says, we're going to go meet up with a bunch of my friends that you've never met out in the country, don't do that either. Don't do that. Don't, don't do don't that. Don't even bring your best friend with don't you. Don't even go it's... out and do that because the chances are you might show up to a, to a hillbilly, you know, trafficking party. Right. Where everybody brings somebody and, and, you know, half of the people who are at the party end up leaving in a container. Right. Well, it's, it's scary i i like that we took a turn to figure out if there's any way we can help solve there's the problem. gotta be a way and it's just you know the more we we talked about bio uh bio enhancement enhancing right. your body through machinery tracking right. robotics whatever but i mean it, it really we have enough devices to where yeah you know, i don't i don't know how many of these women who got abducted wear apple watches right you know what i mean or or Fitbits or any of these other things, but I would venture to say a, a very small percentage Phew. of them probably did. Um, we're getting there. Everything's getting better. Everything's getting smaller, or whatever. And eventually, it you know, it may just be something that we you can you can hide. Trans mm-hmm. it, it it uses so little power that it it doesn't affect your health, and there's no radio waves trans. You know, it's, right. it sends out a ping, and you know you're good. Well, yeah, I. I, I just don't think there's enough talk about it. It's yeah. It's, but in all seriousness, uh, if anybody happens to be listening to this podcast and are in need of help, there is a human trafficking hotline 24 seven. And that number is eight, 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 three, seven, three, 
seven eight eight eight. Nice. It's a good. You're doing. You're doing the Lord's work, man. Hey, I just wanted to see if we can help. That's a good one. <laughs> it's a tough one. All right. My daughter no more.